Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. Um, quick update for me. I practice this week self-awareness. I think that really being in tune to when there are triggers that occur with me or, or things that are triggering for me or understanding where I am maybe faltering in places that I need to kind of like, oh, nope, you're going down the wrong path. Let's roll it back in. I really practice a lot of self-awareness and just being aware of like how I'm interacting in certain places, how other people um, are affecting me in ways in which I can help in a healthy manner, you know, Notice those things and then kind of work towards moving beyond them. So that is my quick update. Uh, Today's guest is no stranger to me. He is damn near like my play brother (laughs) here in New York. Uh, Stuart Cornelius is a client partner at Twitter. Prior to that, he was an account manager at Hulu. And prior to that, he was working at TBS and TNT as well in the uh, advertising sales space. Stu also is a Morehouse man, you know, from the DMV, Merlin, you know, Merlin, (laughs) just like y'all know. Um, And he's currently here in Brooklyn, continuing to kill shit at Twitter, Blackbirds. Shout out to that, that black history like wall Man, that y'all yeah, just that was, like that was powerful that was a, that was a fun project to be oh on. my gosh yeah. speaking of photography Oh man, your photo game is out you. here looking real Thank you. crisp. I, I've been you know? I've been real lazy with it. I gotta get back on it though. Of I really do. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like... I, I I took out some uh, or I have a website that I have some of my older pictures on, but I gotta refresh the content. So yeah, I'm like I've been, um, I've been a little lazy on that on that front. I'm yeah. like okay, because I know that was a hobby of yours. That yeah, you were doing yeah, um, but not even just from a, a photographer standpoint. Your photos have been looking. I appreciate that. Real spiffy, I like that. okay. That's that's you know glow up. That's we what we are. That's what we are. We just turned 31. Hey man, you can't do stuff like the young guys anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's got to be sophisticated and bougie now. Oh lord, oh lord. <laughs> so I usually start off the show with asking um, my guests, "What is your deepest fear?" Yeah, um, yeah. So deepest fear, I, I, I hate saying failure. Like I said, um, I would like. I think it's. For me, like not reaching my full potential just scares me. Um, just knowing how much of a sacrifice people have made before me to uh, make sure that I had a good education, make sure I had you know clean clothes and all of that. It wasn't always the freshest growing up, but because you your know. parents are Guyanan, yeah, right? No, from Ghana. From Ghana, Ghanaian, yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's a little different you know culture for us, but um, for me, like not reaching my full potential just scares me, right? So I try to. Um, and I'm not a very like I don't I don't like to do really risky things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that some of those risky things help you along the way. Like you mm-hmm. learn more about yourself when you put yourself out there more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you see me on like panels now and all that kind of stuff. I, I just started to realize that people actually want to hear what I have to say, which is yes. strange for me for whatever reason. But um, I mean, I guess my journey is interesting to some people. So. Um, you gotta get the people what they want, I guess. You know. Yes, so. <laughs> and it's helping you like tell your own testimony and your yeah. own journey too. Yeah. So your fear is more so wasted talent. Yeah. Do you feel like you are at a peak point in your uh, life that you are walking in your calling? Yeah, I think 
so I, I always, you know, who's, who said this recently? Um, I don't remember who said it. But someone said that, you know, some people feel like because you have a certain job, you're fulfilling your purpose. Mm. Um, and that's not that's not a direct correlation. Like there's no you can have a great job and still not fulfill your purpose. Right. It, it's not attached to your job. It's, I think it's what what, you know, you're able to do in society. And I think that um, whenever you get a situation in life where you can match your job with you know your passion point or your ability to help society or the community um then you just have it perfect um and i think that right now that's kind of for me a service is a very big thing for me so community mm. service giving back to the community um like i said a lot of people in my in my life have sacrificed so much for me um to be where i am today and i feel like giving that back to to young, you know, black men and young black women is just so important. It's paramount because we don't take care of them. Nobody's going to take care of them. Right. So, um, and, you know, in, in our culture, in, in Ghanaian culture, it's really like community is really important and family is really important. Right. So, so um, you know, we may not be blood related, but I always want to look out for people. Like I looked out for you, right? Like, Absolutely. I look out for however, however I can. If there's a way that I can, you know, build someone up, I'm always going to try to do it. So Right. So knowing that you come from a family who made sacrifices mm-hmm. for you to live the lifestyle that you're living now. Mm-hmm. How, you said lifestyle like I'm balling out here. I mean... <laughs> You know, everybody don't work at Twitter, okay? I'm just saying. Fair enough, fair enough. Everybody don't work at Twitter. Nah, we, we, we blessed, though. We, we don't want to downplay that. We blessed, though. God, don't God's downplay been your up. blessings yeah, yeah, yeah. out God, here. God been looking up. Y'all don't rob me when you see me in the streets, though. <laughs> <laughs> but being, being that you, you, you know, how did those sacrifices impact you as an individual or shape you as a man mm-hmm. um, as you were developing in early stages into your, like, education and into your career and into how you define yourself yeah so you know I had a single mother and you know my grandmother had a big hand in raising me and so um, just seeing them kind of struck like my mom worked ridiculous hours to make sure that Mm -hmm. I was in private school when I you know when I lived in Brooklyn and so um, you know watching her go through all of that you know there's a level of compassion and hard work that you kind of see um, and, you know, whenever you get tired, you're like, oh, you know, I'm beat. I'm exhausted. I think back to those days when my mom was just grinding and just mm-hmm. like trying to get me everything. And, and you know, she put this pressure to to take care of the family. And I think that that's kind of what I put, you know, on myself as well. Um, just knowing that there are days where she was just like, I don't even want to get out of bed. I just want to chill. And not to mention, my mom was sick for most of my childhood. So mm-hmm. um, but she was still working hard. So, I mean, I think that I learned about sacrifice and and. And hard work, not to be a cliche, but um, it really is something different to see your parents work so hard. Um, And then, you know, you turn out to be this great product, you know, of of all of that hard work. Um, So I I learned, you know, compassion and and love for, you know, our black women. That's a big thing for me. Um, and just making sure that they have what they they need. I was on a panel recently, um, and one of the panelists says, you know, sometimes, you know, we feel like our black men leave us in the dark, like they, mm-hmm. they don't look out for us. And, and that hurt me so much because, I mean, I, I always felt like I had been doing that, helping, you know, people, young women, you know, with whatever dream that they did, if I was or they had, if I was in a position to help. But that hurt me so much because I feel like, that's something that we should be doing for sure. I don't. I don't feel like any any black woman should feel like, oh, 
our guys don't support us. Um, right. So I've made it a point. That's actually one of my resolutions for this year was to make sure to be deliberate in my action when it comes to that. You know, go to more women-focused conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, focus on hiring or getting more women hired at Twitter where I can influence some some people. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's those are the things that I, I've learned. You know, hard work, sacrifice, um, not giving up, um, and compassion and love for black women. Yeah, and all y'all blow ups too after this. Right. Now they trying to hire, yeah. they trying to hire a woman. Everybody's like, oh, let me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's even speaking about black women and the black man you know, in black male dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a shift in, in the community yeah. in the culture as in black men holding other black men accountable yeah. for their actions towards yeah, black, yeah, yeah. black women and being that you said that you grew up with a, a black mother and your mm. grandmother and mm. seeing the sacrifices to you what is the definition of black family yeah um to you and then how we as millennials where are there areas and where we can like strengthen our ties and what black family means yeah and, and not just as like a male and a woman in a relationship yeah, but like yeah black family structure yeah i think i think it's something that you know we do innately like i, I always talk to I, whenever i have my friends or talk to my friends about like black culture in general um we always think of ourselves as the collective right mm. when we speak about you know when we speak about us we always say we you know as opposed to other races maybe like i like i represent like me and maybe my family right whereas you know we've kind of been taught that we're you were ambassadors for an entire culture mm-hmm. right so that's why we don't be trying to be out there looking crazy in the streets right because we know you know somebody may see that and say oh see how they act like they act kind of crazy um so i think that's an aspect of it um from jump just um acknowledging the fact that we're a collective and we're right. we're a we right <clears throat> that that's that means community to me um and i think honestly to continue to just fellowship and just lift each other up and um, you know, try to learn. Like, I think whenever someone learns something, they should pass it down to someone in the community and mm-hmm. they should pass it down and it should go around. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, when you're in positions to impact people's life, help them get a job or, you know, teach them something. Preach. Like That's it's your responsibility. Like you should be doing this because you know, we're still, you know what I'm saying? They all had a, a, a head start on us. Right. So we're still behind. So we still need to catch people up. Right. Um, and and that's important. I think everyone should know that that's their responsibility, regardless of what's going on. Um, it's your responsibility to build build up your sister, build up your brother. Um, and and in terms of family, I mean, I think that we're, we we kind of have a pretty good idea on that too. I think you know, as millennials, we feel more than mm. I think the generation. Um, before we're real like feelingsy. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, we, we got Drake, so you know how that goes, <laughs> right? So we're, we're feelingsy people. We're really emotional. We we feel really deeply about you know community, our music, our education, um, and, and pushing the culture forward. So I I have a lot of faith in us as a generation, um, just knowing that you know we we know what it's supposed to look like, right? Now whether or not we always do it or not. Because that's that's what I was about to say. How do how do you hold yourself accountable as a man to you know lead by example when it comes to the statement that you made earlier about the woman on the panel Mm -hmm. and being that representation, right? Because you said this is a resolution for you. How do you hold yourself accountable? What what steps are you taking to make sure that you are walking that path, but also holding your male counterparts accountable as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that sometimes you, you. 
you know, I can, I tell people about that type of stuff, right? And I ask them, you know, like what you know, what do you what do you got planned for that? Especially for people that I know have the power to help, right? Um you you really can teach by doing. Mm-hmm. Um and for me, especially in tech, we just need more black women, period. Like we need more, you know, my Latino women, we need we need we need them as as well. Um we just tech just needs it. Like right. that perspective is missing. Um black people in general, but from the women's side, people of color, like we need it. Um and that's that's something that I've been trying to do um personally is is making sure we get more people in in the door for interviews, making sure um people have the opportunity to come by the space to see the culture um and really say, hey, you know, I kind of want that for myself. Like, I feel like I could be myself in those places. And so that that's a big part of it, though, is like getting black women into tech in places where they feel like they can be themselves. Right. right? Because that's what really adds to the culture. Like, don't come here and feel like, you know, you you know, where we used to work and you come in and it's like... Keith Henning told me that, Joe. You're kind of like, wait, what? Like, you, like you're, you don't even feel like yourself. Um, Dave Chappelle has this uh, this uh, this uh, sketch, or what, it's a stand-up, actually, where he's like, you know, you talk to somebody, and then you assume their voice, and it's like weird. Someone's like, hey, how are you doing? You're like, fine, how are you? And you're like, where the hell did that come from? I don't even talk like that. <laughs> right. Um, and that's what it feels like in those situations. Um, so, yeah, holding myself accountable really just, you know, I haven't put, like, a number to it. Right. But I know it when I see it. I'll give you an example. For... Um, for Black History Month, um, I have the Young Women's Leadership Schools coming to Twitter um, on 2.13 to spend, you know, four hours with us. Mm. Um, you know, I curated a panel of all women of color. Um, six of them are black women. Um, and, and, you know, the high, one of the highest ranking black women at Twitter is the head of inclusion and diversity. And yes. she's going to be there as well. Oh. Um, so that's what I mean by you know, holding yourself accountable, making sure you're doing stuff for the culture. Because these are young women that are 14 to 16 years old. And if I can get them, um, or if the panel and the women in the room can get them to be like, yo, I want that. That's dope. Like, I can do this. Um, Representation. Then, yeah, exactly. Then then that means that, you know, we would have done some good work in that day. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So to take the conversation and target it towards you. Yeah. Um. You turned 31 this year. Yeah, man. Put my business out there now. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been in New York for how long in your Um, professional career? Professional career? It'll be um, nine years. Nine years. Nine years. And in that time... Next year, it'll be 10 years. Yeah. yeah, And in that time, have you... I I, I feel... this, And this is a a personal observation, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you've clearly transgressed in your direction when it comes to really being sound in what you want to do from a career standpoint but from a personal standpoint Mm -hmm. has there been times where you felt that you're not truly tapping into like the talent or things in which you really hold near and dear to your heart and how did how did you go about overcoming them yeah um you know i go to therapy Uh, i find that that is really helpful Mm -hmm. um just that self awareness that you spoke about earlier earlier yeah. in the um in the podcast is is something that you need help discovering. Like you're not gonna have all the answers on you. Right. Right. Um hopefully you've been built up an, enough of a community that, you know, people can hold you accountable for things and be like, yo, you know, you might wanna chill on this or you might wanna explore that or um, you know, maybe it'd be a good look to take this job because of exposure to management or what 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 have you. Um and really for me, you know, 
I just didn't feel it in my spirit, which is how I really have navigated making career moves. Before mm. I used to, you know, it was almost every two years that I was changing jobs. So I was at Turner for two years. I was at Hulu for two years. And I ended up at, at Twitter. And this is going to be four years now at this point um, being there. Um, and, and that's you'll feel it because i mean i i've been here before i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't know or i didn't think i'd be here that long mm. but outside of my day-to-day job this place allows me to help the community right w- with their resources with the ceo's you know blessings and you're not gonna find too many places where one the ceo is like yeah whatever you need we with it just let me know um or that you can email the CEO like, yo, we're going to Nesby. It'd be great if you'll be there. And he goes there and he's swag surfing with the with the crowd. Like that's, right. <laughs> that's a different kind of situation. And that for me is what makes it so cool to work there. Right. I don't know what's next, but I can tell you that I'm really happy about about being there. Um, but, to, you know, getting back to your question, I think self-awareness is really important. Um you, you got to know what you're good at, what you're not good at. Having honest conversations with yourself. Right. Because... You know, the work is a whole lot harder when you're not feeling it. Child, it really just is. like lay a word on. It's, yes, it's it's, it's because work is already hard. So not being able to really feel like be passionate about what you're doing, it makes it feel like it's you know a thirty pound weight just dragging you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an honest conversation to have. Now on the other side of the coin. Brothers and sisters, we got bills, man. We this New York City, nothing is cheap. Right. So you know, you keep that job because you need to pay for your lifestyle, right? That you build up. But I mean, I would just tell people, you know, whatever you think that you're really good at, go forward and try to try to push that narrative. Right. Yeah. And how? And and that's the fear, right? The yeah. fear of like, well, I got these bills to pay, and I built up this lifestyle, but yeah. I hate this job, yeah. right? Or like, I'm not feeling fulfilled yeah and what i'm doing on a day-to-day basis and people are afraid to kind of like take that risk and like yeah but it's sunk costs <laughs> it's sunk costs you already done put that time in it's gone you can't get it back so you can keep doing more of what you don't like or you can say you know what i'm not with this i'm about to just be like dropping and keep it moving that's that's the one that's the one resilient thing about black people man we always find a way no matter what it that, is okay so I mean, if you if it's something that you really don't like, you really should reevaluate that because you only get one shot at this whole life thing, and and it's not worth spending it unhappy. No, it's not. And do you feel like you're happy currently? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm happy. I would say that I'm happy in in you know from a career standpoint, from where I am in my life. Like I can look back and say. Damn, you're, you've accomplished a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. there's more to go, but I've also survived a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I get up, I get out of bed feeling good every day, going to work. Um, you know, being able to work with the community for me is really what for, what gets me out of bed. Right. Um, that's where a lot of my happiness comes from. Um, yeah. And so you said you survived a lot. What are the what what moments did you survive that were very pivotal for you? Yeah. Um, and like or life changing for you that got you through to this point yeah well i I had a really traumatic experience growing up my my mom passed away when i was 12 so for me like nothing will ever be as bad as that day Mm -hmm. um you know my dad you know kind of split when i was eight so i always had this sense of feeling like i didn't have that safety net Mm. and for what it's worth you know obviously i would love to have my mom back but for what it's worth it made me a a very focused individual Mm. um that that 
you know, failure wasn't an option. You know, that fear of failure, though I was afraid of it, I knew I, it wasn't an option. Right. Um, so it just forced me to keep going. And, and, you know, no matter what day is, you know, you're going to have days that you're not on your A game. You're just not feeling whatever it is, mojo, swag, whatever it is. You just right. don't have it. Um, and I always say that, you know, you can push through those days, you know, looking back at how my mom was just trying to work hard and um, and provide for the family. And, you know, knowing that I had a really bad day when I was a kid. I just push through on on those days that are tough. So um, there's that. And then, you know, there's, you know, college, you know, went to Morehouse. Morehouse also not cheap. <laughs> so they gave me some money, you know, I had to work some of the time. And, you know, I had work study. I had, you know, I used to work at AT&T near Camp Creek. Shout out to East Point, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that stuff was tough, man. I mean, you, again, failure is not an option. Right. Um, so, you know, once you kind of have that in your mind, you kind of make it work. Right. So, being that you lost your mother at such a young age, mm-hmm. do you did you feel that in each step of kind of your your life milestones? Yeah, we, we not even that old. So I hate yeah, saying you say that like I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like, but any step, you know, think about like okay, high school, yeah. like you know, college, yeah. early career, that type of thing. Yeah, is there moments where you know missing her? either fueled you to throw yourself more into your career and mm-hmm. maybe less into certain personal things that you know that you needed to yeah. deal with? And, and how did you find that that balance outside of therapy, of yeah. course, to kind of balance the two? Because I find sometimes that when you have loss, it, 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 it propels you to throw yourself in, yeah. into something. Yeah, you, you, want it to be, you want that something to be something constructive, though. Right. You want it to be something that's good for you and not, like, destructive. Right. Um, for me, I think it really does push me in terms of my career, my professional development, um, just because it's like, yo, you just want to make that person proud, you know, mm-hmm. like they've done so much for you. Um, and if, if you could give them one gift is that you made something of yourself. Right. So you realize that you end up being that person's living legacy. Right. And if most people can say that every interaction or most interactions with, with you are pleasant, then that's a real testament to how you were raised, how they, you know, cultivated your mind, how, yeah. how you know, you've developed your personality and all of that. So I would say that that's, that's definitely a positive thing. Now, on the flip side of that, um, or I guess alongside that, you know, there's that real community piece where it's like, okay, I want to I want to be able to be a role model for for young children that are thinking about being in tech just knowing like hey I met this black guy his name is Stu he works at Twitter that's cool I know I can do that right um I give you an example that uh we had um big brothers and big sisters of New York come come through Twitter it's probably about I want to say like October November of last year mm-hmm. um and one of the one of the gentlemen I, I could tell in an instant that he was just a very char- char- charismatic like big personality right. kind of dude and I just vibe but I was like man he's like kind of the class clown but I knew he was intelligent mm-hmm. um and so you, we're talking we're rapping he's like yeah you know I'm a senior I'm trying to figure out where I'm gonna go to school so obviously I dropped Morehouse like <laughs> hey, you thought about Morehouse um and so he looked into it some more and he was like yo I'm dead set on going um but I, I wanted to ask you if you would give me a recommendation and so for me I was just kind of like damn I didn't expect that you know right. what I'm saying you you, you want to do good work and you want to impact people. And when it hits you that you did, it's kind of like, oh, damn, this is kind of cool. 
So yeah, wrote him recommendation. He just submitted his application. Um, I want to say what's today? Friday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. He sent me a, a DM on Twitter like, "We're done. We're good. Applications in. I appreciate everything you've done for me." And, and that for me is that that's the type of stuff that makes you feel good just as a human being. Um, but the fact that I helped another young brother try to realize his potential, mm. that's heavy. And that makes you happy. And yeah, that, life. that's aside from, you know, my personal accolades, like that's something for my mother to be proud of. Yeah. Like, not only am I doing well for myself, but I'm helping other people do well and, and be better. Yeah. And it seems that, I mean, you from even my experience, you've always been in a very a critical role of helping individuals really step into or at least start their journey yeah. um, in their career or education. And so it seems to me that you truly love that that work, of course, in life. I'd like I, to help. To this day, even to this day, I'm like, if it wasn't for Stuart Cornelius. Yeah, I appreciate it. If it wasn't for Stuart Cornelius. You did it. I just, I just told him to look at you. And I, I think that that's something that is important as well. Like, I get into organizations and just because I'm who I am, I'm talkative, I'm, you know, I'm, I talk to everyone, um, you know, whenever I do say something as as it pertains to a candidate or someone that I know is trying to work there, they at least have to look at that person because we've built up a relationship. Right. Um and, and, you know, they know that my word means something. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that has to do with my personality, I think. So why not use that to help other people, right? It, it doesn't mean, like, you're you're not doing your community a service if you can't help them with the position that you've attained, right? Like, it's not Ugh. it's not fun. It's like, you know, it's not fun to, to have things if you can't share it with people you care about. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron's a great example. Like, he got all his boys around him good. Right. Jay-Z's the same way, you know? So, um that looking at that, I think those are inspirations for taking care of, of people and community. It's all about community. It really is. Yeah, for sure. So as far as shifting gears, as far as um, we know that you're very passionate about community and you understand that now that that's something that fulfills you, that's something that makes you happy. When it comes to your fear, mm-hmm. is there a spectrum that you measure yourself on is into saying or you know we have these things of self doubt and yeah. like we self sabotage ourselves yeah, yeah. The time of being like you're 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 not doing enough you're you're wasting this talent that God has given you do you feel that there's still some untapped things in you that you haven't unleashed that you want to explore and if so what are those things yeah photography like we talked about it yeah. earlier yeah, it's, it's something that the reason why I love photography is my mom took a lot of pictures mm. when I was a kid. Um, and so I do it. It's it's my, like, peaceful place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I typically don't take pictures of people. I typically take p- pictures of, like, scenery, um, mainly because there's an emotion that I have there. And it's still, and I'm in my head a lot. And so that allows me to kind of press pause and quiet the mind. Um, and, and also, additionally, I feel like I'm closer to my mom when I do it. So that's mm-hmm. something that I, I really want to want to do better at like like be more deliberate in saying okay we blocking off this time we're gonna go out we're gonna shoot yeah right um and 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 to stop making excuses for for not doing it you know what i'm saying like i pay for a website blindiris.com by the way you know, drop a little drop little <laughs> drop real quick shameless plug yeah, yeah shameless like plug. little drop you know what i'm saying <laughs> um yeah i want to do that more um because honestly it's good for me to do it um and also i'm pretty decent at it so why not? You are. You're Nobody really wants to do something it. that they're not good at, right? Right. So. You're really good at it. How do you center yourself 
at this point in your life where you're still, I'm sure, have some personal pursuits of, of course, marriage and, mm-hmm. and family. How do you center yourself and not allow societal pressures or timelines to kind of dictate what you you know measure as personal success at yeah. this point because your career success we I mean yeah. you know Stuart Twitter just yeah. let y'all know okay <laughs> but you know when it comes to your personal successes I'm sure there are things that you still battle internally yeah. with and I think that's a really that's a really that's a great question I think millennials man we have this thing where you know we'll get on IG and just be like dang what am I doing you know what I'm saying <laughs> and you gotta guard yourself against that because. And I'm I'm not gonna throw shade because I got mad friends at Facebook and IG. Shout out to all of them. <laughs> um, but that's the one thing about Twitter I really appreciate is the people that I follow on my timeline. If they having a good day, if they having a bad day, if they having an okay day, um, they still tweet, and you could you see them in their kind of more of their full self on the platform as opposed to like the highlights of all the cool stuff that people mm. are doing. You see what I'm saying? Um, so I guard myself around that sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, delete the app for some time, maybe come back to it later just because, you know, even as, as successful as I see myself and there's more to come obviously, but it always makes you question what you're doing. And I don't know that that's really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think right now we're, you know, as black people, we're on a wave right now. I feel like, you know, we know who we are more than I think than we have in the past. And, and we actually have these methods of, of pushing, I won't say our agenda, but recognizing the people in our community that are pushing the culture forward. Right. And everyone is starting to understand that they have a hand in that. It's right. what you do with it that's important, right? So, you know, if you if you want to run for office, my brother, my sister, go do it. You know, we're going to support you we gonna, however we need to. Look at this Black Panther thing. Yeah. The movie is huge. huge. Why? Because Already sold out on people yo, that even it's it huge. I mean, there's so many people right now that and I think film is a good representation of that because we we never really got the credit that we were, you know, Denzel had to play a crooked cop before he got love, but he had all these dope and roles before. And had ha- to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, and But now we got all these people, man. We got Ryan Coogler. We got... You know, Ava DuVernay, like mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on. So I think right now it's a good time for us as 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 a people. Um, we just got to capitalize on the moment. Like yeah. right now, we can't really be denied. We got we got to continue to push. And and that's God. I hate to mention number forty five, but you know, I think that's the one thing that yo he pissed us off so much that we now we're like uh uh-uh, uh never again can't go down. We got too comfortable. Yeah, we I got mean, too comfortable hey, I, I definitely think that we did. Um, I mean, he's a wonderful man for, right. for for all his flaws and all his talents, man. I think that um, for us, he was a person to look up to, and you know, everybody felt close. You, you always see your uncle, Uncle uh, Barry, yeah. Uncle Bo. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Auntie Michelle. Um, I think that that was it was good for the culture, but at the same time, it's one of those things where. Um, you know, we, like got, we got a little lazy. Yeah, yeah you know now. what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and I, I always use this parallel all the time. You know, I don't know how passionate or how driven and determined I would have been if my mom had still been, you know, alive. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was her only child, you know, and she's a very loving person. But she also had some tough love, too. Um, so that kind of pushed that pushed my personal agenda. And I think mm. that as as black people, we're in that now. We just had our traumatic event as I did in my life. And now we're starting to realize like, 
oh shit, we gotta figure this out. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I'm you know I'm excited to see what comes, and I I love the platform that we have right now. We just gotta keep going. Yeah, for sure. And even mentioning that you said you've been the only child, has that affected your dynamic of how you interact with people? Where you're gravitating to people more, yeah. or do you find yourself being introspective because you you are an only child? And I feel like a lot yeah. of only child individuals yeah. are very introspective but they are extroverted at times i totally too. understand what you mean I, i'm i'm strange because a lot of people would label me as an extrovert um but because i was an only child i'm really good at just being by myself mm-hmm. i have no problem with that um but i do need that balance like when i'm out and i'm on i'm good all day um but when i'm you know when i'm in the house relaxing typically you know in my bed laptop open you know doing doing work or um, or just consuming content for the most part, right. but um, yeah, I mean, I I, pe- I get my energy from people. Right. Um, I, I I love to hear people's stories. Um, everyone has something that links them somehow. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. You can find a person that's completely different. You're gonna connect on something. Right. Um, and I always find it interesting to see what that thing is. Yeah. yeah so. Do you fear that you may get too comfortable? Yeah. With being alone. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think that because I do enjoy people. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, it's more of a, it's more of a 75, 25 thing. Okay. Right. You know, it's healthy. It's not like, oh, I'm just in the crib. We chilling. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy people. You know, I hope to have a family someday. Right. And. Well, I, I better because my I'm I'm the last like male of my line with my last name, so um, so it has it has to we have to pass on we the legacy. Speaking into this and you already happen. know, you already know a junior will happen in the future. Well, we are gonna give him his own name because we I don't really believe in the whole junior. Thing. That's yeah, a whole that's, kind of another okay, conversation. Whole, I just okay. I, I want that I want my children to have their own identity. Like go out there and make a name for yourself. Word. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think you do need that balance, right? And I don't know I don't know people that I mean. I don't believe there's a person out there that's just like people all the time. That you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, go people. Like, I want to be. You know what I'm saying? It's a little strange. It's a balance. For it, sure. It's a balance. I think the hardest thing for certain people, right? Yeah. For people who aren't, you know, I'm not gonna label that. I'm not even gonna categorize that. But I think the thing for certain people is hard to be alone. They don't know how to be alone. That's true. And they don't know how to decipher that. Being alone or having your own time doesn't mean that you're like lonely. Yeah. Or that like. All these other things that go into people's mind when they have idle time yeah. or like getting their head. It's like it's okay to know, be in tune with yourself. Like yeah. you said, we well, talk about self awareness. We live in New York, so if you can't figure that out, you move to New York, you'll figure it out. You're around people all, all day, time. and you're and you're constantly fighting for space. And so I really enjoy my own space. You're walking on the subway, you're trying to fight for space. You're walking <laughs> on the sidewalk, you're trying to fight for space. And Preach. so when you get home and it's your, it's just your sanctuary to be at home and I truly enjoy those moments, you know? I I, I don't think that people talk about it enough, but um definitely in a city like this, in other cities, right? People drive. Mm-hmm. So you have your car to be your own like right sanctuary. So uh, for 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 us in New York, I mean, unless you out here balling and you got you a car, the crib, the crib and your bedroom, your bed is your just ah, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Right. So you were talking about energy earlier, yeah. and how do you decipher or mandate the type of energies that you let into your space, um, and the ones that you're like, I need to, you know, stay far away yeah. from in order to not 
go off discourse yeah. when it comes to continuing to be happy and, and, and not allow your fear to come to fruition. Yeah. So two things on that. The great philosopher, Will Smith, man. That, oh that my dude, God. Isn't he killing man, it he, right he now? He just be dropping these words. I, I feel like he had a, he had a rhyme book that he was just like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to kill him with these lines. And he was just like writing raps for Mad Long. He was right. like, all right, now's the time to get a social media site and just kill him with it. And um, he was saying, you know, not everyone deserves to be around you. Yes. Um, and you know, you really do have to protect your magic. Shout out to my girl Fadia. I don't want her to sue me for that, but you have to protect <laughs> your magic, man. You can't let everyone into your, your, uh, your social circle. Um, because some people just, they, they, they may act like, you know, they really have your best interests at heart and, and they really don't. And so I think as you get older, you start to, you, you, you're able to identify those red flags and be like, oh yeah, this person is. Their agenda, as it, as it pertains to me, is not aligned with where I'm going. Mm. So you end up distancing yourself from that. But I mean, you 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 don't have to do it in a in a very you know hateful way or anything like that. Um, it so a lot of times it naturally happens, right? You know what I'm saying. But there are some people that you have to deliberately be like, yo, you know, we ain't vibing. You know what I'm saying. We we always gonna be cool, but you know, we probably don't need to be as close. And, and I think that that's important. That's just part of growing up. You know what I'm saying. Your parents told you that when you were a kid. You're like, nah, we gonna be friends forever. You go to college, you get a new group of friends. You move to a city where you start your job, and you get a new set of friends and right. coworkers that you mess with. So, I mean, I think that that's important. But I was fortunate, man. I, you know, Maryland. Shout out to James Huber Blake House High School, Moco. You already know what it is. Um, I had, I got a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends. I was lucky because my my freshman year at Morehouse, you know, it was six of us from our class that that went to Morehouse, and then it was like another four women that went to Spelman. So I never felt displaced. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then the, a lot of those same people ended up in New York, and I was just really fortunate for that. I never felt like I had to go out and like go get friends or whatever. Um, because I had those root friends that even to this day just keep me grounded. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you might think you're a big shit deal, but you still stew from high school, bro. We we know you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and those are the friends that you love to have around and and sharing your success and because right. because they had a big hand in 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 your upbringing. Right. Um, and we don't say thank you to those people enough, and, and mm. we don't appreciate them en- enough. But um, I think that having them around is what what keeps everyone. You know, and a lot of times they do a lot of that red flag stuff for you. Like, mm, I don't really know about. Him or I don't really know about her. Her vibe is off. X, Y, and Z. His vibe is off. Mm-hmm. So um, th- th- I think that those people are really important, and that's what keeps me. You know, that's part of my ha- my happiness as well, and it's, it's part of what keeps me grounded and humble as well. Right. So challenge. Mm-hmm. Say thank you to those who yeah. you know are in your circle yeah. who, who identify red flags for you. Man. Hold you down, even though you know they don't have nothing else to give Man. you, but they still show up. You low on you. your metro card, they look out. Right. You know oh my god, <laughs> it's real. They be like, real. Yeah, I got like five dollars on here. You go, man. Yeah, because you know, I think that's a good point. And then Bianca has mm-hmm. said that we had a journaling session, and one of her things, on um, as in reflecting in 2017, she was saying like, you know, saying thank you to people man. who have helped you she said we don't say it enough and you even mentioned it, it's like yo like that's still prevalent yeah. like we don't thank people enough for what they do it's like very hard to give a compliment when you're still battling your own insecurity yeah Ooh. okay Ooh. That, that, was, that was deep that was deep 
I like that. I, hey, I gotta pull that out. Make a T-shirt. We out Ooh, here. You know, it's kind of hard to do that because if you're secure in who you are, mm-hmm. it's easier to accept a compliment. Like, yeah. girl, you look good too. This and the third. But it's when true. you know you're built, battling with some things, or even someone is uplifting you it's and true. empowering you, but you are still dealing with it yeah. at the core. It's harder to accept that 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 thank you, yeah. or even give it back, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Or even to say like, "Yo, I know I fucked up, and I said something at that moment that yeah. was hurtful to you, yeah, but yeah. it's more reactionary because I'm still dealing with that." And so you just hope that, well, we still friends, so yeah. we're just gonna move beyond it instead yeah. of really addressing yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that. Oh man, that's a word. I mean, I get real squeamish when people start talking about how good of a person I am and all of that. It's mm. like I can't say thank you enough, and I get weird. You'll probably see it at some point where someone's saying something nice about me, and I'm just kind of like, "Ooh, okay, thank you," but don't like go on and on because then I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's a lot." Um, but yeah, I think that that is that you know that's a testament to not really super like feeling really comfortable in your skin quite yet, mm. and, and that's a journey as well, right? I mean, you just get the tip of the iceberg. Maybe when you hit thirty, you just like. Maybe it's something like you start to know yourself more. You just don't right. give a shit. You're just like, you know what? I'm just me. You right. either going to like me or you're not going to like right. me. Right. Um, I think it's, you know, it's one part one and one part the other. Yeah, but you also got to understand that, like, it's nothing wrong with accepting the good that you do in other people's lives. Yeah. I just think that it, it, it is, like you said, an ongoing battle to be like, oh, my God, like, how, how can I accept, re- receive this when I'm still... yeah. You know, internally you're dealing with this. But well, so. when you do nice things, or I can speak for my, I want to speak for everybody. Mm-hmm. When you do nice things, you just do it because you love to do it. Like you're not doing it because you expect anything in return. Right. And I think that that's the that's that's what take is gonna take me some time to get used to. I mean, Sue, you are paving the way for people. I always say. Never underestimate your ability to help change someone's life. Ooh. And it's something, it could be something so small. Mm-hmm. You run into the recruiter and be like, hey, I know you hired for this position. You know, I got somebody that I think would be great for the position. It could be just that. Right. And it could just take off and you never know where people are going to be. So if you're in that position to to help someone, and it doesn't even have to be a job. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, Maybe someone is is you know running their nonprofit and they want you to speak on a panel or or you know maybe they just want you to donate your time or be a, you know a mentor to somebody. It could be something so small, but you just can't you can't underestimate that because it really does go a long way. It does, and it does impact and change people's narratives in their yeah. own lives and their journeys. And so, for you to be such a pivotal person in so many people's lives at such a young age and it's like particularly as you being a a tech expert at this point in your (laughs) field and then you know in your field of just being like very well versed in it and and being able to kind of say like this this too could be you Mm -hmm. right um it's not a lot of representation like you said in the tech industry so to be like i want to make sure that there is representation and that you can see and to be in a company that allows you to do that like i mean that is i mean that if that ain't god's time and place and purpose (laughs) all aligned at the same time i don't know See, I'm getting well, squeamish is. now because now you, you you give me all these compliments. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, just I'm just saying. I'm just happy to be in a position to testimony. Help. Yeah, I'm I'm on my John Snow. I'm trying to unite <laughs> and save as many lives as possible. Come on, Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it, the reason why it's important to me is like 
I can make a big deal where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we closed this million dollar X, Y, and Z, right? By the next quarter, it's going to be gone. But if I could say, oh, you know, our percentage of black people was X and now it's Y. And, you know, Stuart and the people that he was with helped make this a reality. I'm good. I'm good with that. I think that that's more important than than the other day-to-day stuff. Right. Um, it's, it's truly making an impact. Yeah. So. And we proud of you for doing it. I appreciate that. Midasi. Yes. And thank you in, in tweet. So. Yes. Y'all, y'all can hold that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining the Fearless Kia podcast. I usually close off the episode with a quote. But do we get a rainbow like in Jesus and Mary? Oh, no I got no rainbows. The sound effects. So we're going to get you some sound effects, man. I ain't got no rainbows. <laughs> but I feel like there were a lot of gems that were dropped in our conversation that a lot of people can sit with and say, like, you know what? Oh, I'm probably in a position right now to help someone. And like, how can I help them? Yeah, like, a lot of times, the easiest way is when you're leaving a job, plug somebody. Word. You know what I'm saying? Because the generation above us, for the most part, like in a lot of situations, you know, they like they got comfortable being the only black person there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They feel like they're losing their spot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, what's better than one billionaire, too, right? So, like, you let's build. Like, let's be on it. Let's build. I gave y'all the cliche. New York, York, yo, let's build, bro. I see what you're doing out here. Yo, this is like excellent. (laughs) 2018. We on it. We on it. We on it. Time's up, man. We on. Time is up. We're on. We're here. It's, and it's not just Black History Month. It's all year, 365 days, every day. I feel like we on a rap record right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know? Uh, but thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. My brother from another month. I'm glad to do it. You already know. It's your girl, Fearless Kids, guys. I hope you have a wonderful Fearless Friday. I hope you're celebrating Black History Month because yeah, do that. we still early into yeah. to the month and we have a lot of time to make sure that we're educating, informing, and inspiring those around us. And I feel like mm-hmm. Stu is a testament to that. So make sure that you're utilizing your time wisely as you go into your weekend. It's your girl, Fearless Kid, and I'm out.